Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, always remember the Word of God is not bound. You may be bound, I may be bound, but the Almighty and blessed Word of God is not bound. It cannot be bound. If it were bound, it wouldn't be before us today because many thousands have tried to squash it, burn it, throw it away. But yet the Word of God found us even to this day. And you will see it again when you leave this earth. Those who try to stop the preaching of the Word of God, those who tried to uh, block the Word of God, the Word of God is still here, and they're gone bye-bye. Second Timothy chapter 3, please stand for the reading of God's Holy Word. The Holy Word of God reads, This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, disobedient, to parents, and that's a very dangerous game to play. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, your freedom, your liberty, and your power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to preach your holy word. Those who are saved, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from our, uh, this service tonight, and Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. And I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, sitting at your right hand, the King of kings, and Lord of lords, and the Savior of the world. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit 
and your holy word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for allowing me to be able to see and to celebrate 43 years of salvation and 43 years of being in the ministry. And then, Lord, even though my wife and I have not had the best of marriages, I thank you, Lord, on this same day, somehow, some way, you've done things like that for me. That's very, very rare. But I got married on the same day, December the 19th. But the same, but not the same year. And so thank you, Lord, for allowing me to celebrate these uh, spiritual birthdays and these anniversaries. And I thank you for all of the times, once again, that I uh, enjoyed them with my children and how my daughters would prepare me special meals and cakes and things. And Lord, what a blessing that was. And I have precious memories, and so they, they live with me. And as I told them, Lord, today and yesterday, and Holy Father God, <clears throat> I give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for what you have done, for what you're doing. I praise you and I thank you for having me to open up my spiritual birthday preaching, to close it out preaching. And uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved tonight and born again by your grace and your mercy. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Please, for Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins, our faults, our failures, as we from our hearts by your grace, grace forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us uh, today and throughout this night from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us also, Lord, in these last days, these perilous times, as Christian believers, help us to humble ourselves and help us to pray. 
Help us to seek your face and help us to turn from our wicked ways and help us to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of my own wife, Marika White, of 35 years. Uh, a woman who has never acted like a saved woman, has never shown any fruit of salvation in her life. Uh, and who admits she has not been a good woman, a good wife, or a good mother. And I pray that she would humble herself and come to know you as Savior. And, uh, and I pray that you will make her into a new creature. I pray the same for her mother, her aunts, and, and the rest of her family. I pray the same for my mother and my siblings and, and uh, other family members. And everybody in this audience and everybody in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save those who are lost. Lord, what, however you do that, whatever you do, to move upon the hearts of people, to draw them to yourself, please do that. And uh, revive those who are saved and heal those who are sick according to your will and way. Comfort those who are uh, suffering and hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues the death of loved ones, hospitalization of loved ones, and draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, and I thank you for giving me the pleasure of going through infirmities, trials, and persecutions. I thank you, Lord, for giving me the, the glory to do it in, uh, I glory in these things, have done so for years. I never fully understood it. I understand it better now. And Holy Father God, I thank you for the cheerfulness, joyfulness, and the peace that you give me in the midst of horrendous and satanic attacks against me and the ministry. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the same time, I humbly pray tonight that you would deliver us from all of our uh, afflictions and distresses, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds and fill us with your peace and with your joy. Lord God in heaven, I do pray that you would deliver us also powerfully from all of our persecutors and persecutions. And Holy Father God, deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. 
as well. And Lord God in heaven, deliver us from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. Holy Father God, I pray that you'd work a divine miracle. Thank you for all of the divine miracles you have worked in the past and bless us with $21,000 by the end of this year. Uh, for the ministry's sake, we don't need any money to buy gifts for I have not bought any gifts for anybody for Christmas in 43 years by your grace. I have, uh, you have put in my heart to despise the commercialization and the selfishness that surrounds your birthday. You did that in the first year of my getting saved, and, uh, and I have not veered from that. It's, it's all about you, not about us. And so, Holy Father God, uh, we, we need it for the ministry's sake, and so that we can make some serious repairs and uh, get some serious things done. And be ready to go uh, for the new year in this sin-cursed world to preach your holy gospel until you come. And Holy Father God, have it all to come to pass. And I pray tonight that you'll bless and protect, continue to protect my family from wokeism, from the devil, from the demons of hell, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels, a wall of your holy fire. And, Lord, at the same time, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for what we would call bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations as we had last night and uh, as we had on Thanksgiving and as we will have on Christmas, if you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live. Prepare us for celebrations, but also prepare us for tragedies. For, Lord, we're no better than anybody else. Uh, we're not just going to hear about other people's tragedies and not hear about our own. As Job pointed out so well and so eloquently and so powerfully and Holy Father God, uh, prepare us for weddings and funerals. Prepare us for life and death. And so, Lord, uh, help us to be prepared for every eventuality by praying without ceasing, by praying always, by remembering your parable that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Forgive us of our ugly sin of prayerlessness and of not reading your holy word as we should. Help all of us who are saved and born again to do that. And uh, uh, I thank you that my wife is reading her verses again, her female verses again every day. I pray that she will do that until, until the end. And Holy Father God, I pray 
that you would bless and protect us and put on us the whole arm of God tonight. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. I am preaching in your hearing the now famous sermon, Wokeism, the Blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism is deceptionism. Several years ago, we're still talking about uh, children disobeying their parents, which has always been a problem. Uh, but more now than ever, it's just flat out of control. And it's not the children's fault. It's the parents' fault. Several years ago, a judge in Orlando, that is uh, the parents' fault, who did not do their job in raising and loving and admonishing and chastising when necessary their children. There was a judge in Orlando, Florida, who ruled that an 11-year-old boy had the right to seek a divorce from his parents so that he could be adopted by a foster family. But though there are few legal divorces from, from parents by children, it is far more common that young people simply disregard their parents, disrespect their parents, dishonor their parents. This is common now across the country and around the globe. And by the way, Harry and Meghan are a microcosm of younger people who disrespect and rebel against and intentionally try to hurt their parents and their grandparents. Uh, one of the reasons why even people like President Obama, as liberal as he is, uh, they don't really care too much for Harry and Meghan. One of the reasons why I don't, in most of the country and most of the world, is because of their disrespect and dishonor of their parents and of the queen. And the queen didn't understand it. I believe that's one of the reasons why she died early. Uh, the king now who should not be king, does not understand it. The um, prince, the brother, he should understand it more. Uh, Megan's father does not understand it. 
Why don't they understand it? Because it is wokeism, deceptionism. You're never going to understand deceptionism other than the fact that it is deception. That's all it is. And I recommend to people, to parents, it's a demonic spirit. It is designed to cause you not to understand and to baffle you. But you don't have time to waste being baffled. You, you, have to, you, have, you, you have to spend time in prayer for your children. You need to know God yourself. Jesus Christ must be your anchor. And the best thing that you can do is pray for them. Uh, now, now watch the woke people. Harry and Megan. Now, they've done all of this damage. Only the devilish woke spirit could come up with this. Now, they want to have a meeting, and they want them to apologize. Now, knowing these people, because they, because you see, they're playing on the love of these of, of a parent, and uh, uh, that's number one. And they think they have dropped a bomb hard enough, a nuclear bomb hard enough, to bring them to their knees. And Charles, not knowing what's going on, and he, you know, loves his son and wants to see his grandchildren, uh, is going to, I believe he's going to probably yield. But I, I tell him, as I told the queen, do not yield to this demonic foolishness. You're going to have to get some strength from the Lord, and you're going to have to let it go. And yes, you, you will risk losing them for the rest of your life and the rest of their lives. But if they keep going in this way, as I've already said, uh, their lives are not going to last long anyway. Because, uh, uh, and the marriage is not going to last long either. If they don't apologize and repent and shut their mouths and act like they have some sense. Because, see, what the world is seeing is stupidity here. Now, you got all of this. You got millions of dollars. You got a title. You're a prince. You're a princess. Every time you go out into the street, people are waving at you and bowing to you and loving on you. And you want to act stupid? You could have the best of both worlds. And Harry is the main one at fault, letting his wife lead him like a little puppy dog. He knows what the deal is. No man ought to be that hand-picked, controlled, and dominated. And, and, and he thinks that he's going to keep her that way, and I assure you, that's not the case. Little by little, he's losing his manhood in front of her. When you lose your manhood in front of a woman, it's... It's pretty much over, Jack. A woman, I don't care what she says, I don't care how much cussing and hell-raising she does and fussing and fighting, she wants a man at the end of the day who's going to stand his ground. 
She wants to know out of all of the other men in the world, out of everybody, there's, she's got a man on her hands that's going to stand his ground and correct her if necessary. I know that may not be popular, but I know that's the truth. She's wired that way. And you women who are shaking your head and, and uh, uh, disagreeing with me, every last one of you fell in love with Christian Gray because of the way he carried himself with the women, that, that authoritative, uh, confident, not playing games, do what I tell you, woman kind of a thing. You loved that. You loved that. You went out to the movie theater with your girlfriend said, I wish my husband would do that. <laughs> and not only that, he, he whipped some behind. He whipped, he whipped the woman's tail. Punished the woman. And, and she loved it with great pleasure. And you loved it too. And you wish you had a man who would take control. See? And sad to say, most men don't know how to do that. And uh, the marriage is ruined because of that. And most women don't know how to submit. I believe most, just like most men ought to be leaders, I believe that, I believe that most women want to be followers of their husbands deep down in their hearts because God made them that way. No man should be that handpicked, controlled, and dominated by when you notice how every time they something happens, they put Megan, Megxit. Now they call him this what Meg film or what? They they don't even give him any credit. They know. See, some people, there's few people who like this foolishness, but they know who's who who wears the pants in that marriage, Jack. And he and, and, and she done put something on him that he has never had before. And uh, she has rocked his world. And, 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 and her mentality is, you know what you need to do, man. You need to follow me, Megxit. That's my name now, Megxit. That's wokeism. After doing all this damage to their parents and their grandparents and uh, won't let them see the children and all this kind of thing. Uh, that's 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 wokeism. Uh, uh, on steroids. And uh, when that is not necessary at all, because you have your palace, they have their palace. Everybody stay in their palace. And you can still have a house in Los Angeles. He could have, could have kept all of that. If Harry had been a man and led that woman right and told her, this is how it is. This is over a thousand years monarchy. I know you think you're going to change it, but it's going to change you. Forget that. So let's, let's, let's enjoy the, the, the best of both worlds, girl. In the 1990s, a 13-year-old Los Angeles area 
graffiti vandal was quoted in the Los Angeles Times. It's like a family to belong to a gang. We call it the crew. They watch your back. You watch theirs. You kick it every day with them. You get friendship, love, supplies, everything from the gang. He also says, I'll tag anything, meaning I'll mock up anything, I'll put graffiti on anything, I'll tag it anytime I want. Now, I don't care. Well, sort of. I wouldn't like no one to write on my stuff. I do it to get known, to get up, regardless if people feel that I'm causing damage to property. He said, I'd say the damage I've done is quite a bit. During the day, I carry a screwdriver or a knife for protection. But at night, I carry a gun. I have three guns. 13-year-old boy said I had three. I have three guns. And this is one of the reasons why I keep telling you people, don't be messing with people today. There was a time you could say something to young people. Don't, don't do that now. You get out of there and you text somebody or you email somebody because they, these people will kill you. Children will kill you. An older woman in Buckhead, that's the rich side of town in Atlanta, somehow a young buck got into her house and he killed her dead. But I still have questions about her son, I do. He, he didn't talk right to me. I hope he had, I hope he did not have anything to do with the death of his mother. But he did not talk right, he did not look right. He was too cool, too calm, too collected. And I've never seen in all of my days, even some of the worst liars. This boy, Red, young man, he's married. He read from his phone his remarks about his mother. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of anybody thinking of doing that. He didn't look up. He read from the phone. Anyway, he said, I hide these guns, 13-year-old boy. My mom took a 38 from me. I'm getting it back. When asked about once, when he got caught, he said, my parents sort of talked to me about it. Of course, they told me don't do it again, but I'm not going to listen. And they don't have to know about it. That's what a 13-year-old boy said. And that was a while back. They're saying far worse now. Disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. And grown young people, disobedient to parents, disrespectful to parents. 
having a bad attitude towards parents. And let me just say to you parents who are baffled, confused, you don't know what to do, you're hurting. Uh, one thing you should not do is coddle them. Don't go running after them and being angry with them and getting mad with them. If they're grown, let them be. You pray for them. You give them to God. God can deal with them way better than you. Now, if you did a good job, as I did, by the grace of God in raising my children, I got complete peace. Uh, and I believe that eventually they're going to all be all right. And they're going to go through some things. But, and if they, and they know, I've already told them hundreds of times, if they go against God, that's going to be a problem for them. Because I know for a fact that God does not play. And when you know better, you ought to do better. And if you know not to do evil, and you do it anyway, you're going to be whipped with many stripes. And if you have done your job as a parent, commit them to the Lord and pray for them. Don't, be, don't get angry with them, mad with them. That is not going to work. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do, and that's exactly what they want you to do. And if you stay prayed up, you can be just as peaceful and quiet about it. Let them say whatever they want to say, do whatever they want to do. And, but you give them over to God, and everything will be all right. But but fretting and worrying and being baffled and why they're not doing this, why they're not responding, why this, why they're not uh, uh, showing proper respect. This is a demonic spirit, my friends. Okay, this is a devilish, satanic spirit that's in Harry and Megan and so many other woke, deceived people. And you really need to pray for them because the devil is going to, he can use them, the devil is using them right now for what, for his cause. But the devil is going to drop them like a hot potato here. So hard, and they're going to be so empty and so um, hurt and so depressed and defeated uh, you need to pray for them that it is a soft landing, that they don't kill somebody or get killed by somebody or commit suicide. And so now I'm going to move over to uh, the second part of this particular sermon. And these are some practical things that I have seen in my extended family. And I am rebuking my extended family uh, because they're woke and they're trying to make my children woke. And I'm rebuking the pastor and the pastor's wife of, of churches and a musician as well who, who are woke. And you'd be amazed at how many woke churches there are, there are out there now. One magazine uh, I saw this morning, I believe they took the article out. They're teaching pastors how to pastor 
homosexual couples in the church. Now you know this, you know, hear this advice they gave the pastors. You know this is wrong. They said, the, 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 the advice they gave the pastors is, uh, if you're going to preach on a sexual subject or a family subject, you should consult with the homosexuals and 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 let, give them a heads up and 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 and, and, and so they, they can get ready for that and so that they won't be offended something to that effect now people that is satanic and demonic that's sad anyway and now we are going back to the practical part of how I have seen wokeism and how it has impacted my family and how that these people are trying to uh, make my children woke uh, who uh, have never uh, wanted to be that and, uh, and but they're still young and impressionable and especially when you have grown women and grown men who are woke and they want to see these children defiled by the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism. And this satanic movement led by people who are demon-possessed plays for keeps, and this is what is mind-boggling to many parents, older people, is the juggle-of-vain attacks. They go for the juggle-of-vain every time, like a snake, like a, an alligator, like Satan. Uh, they want to swoop down and destroy you and destroy your authority so that you will not influence your children and your grandchildren to not be brainwashed by these devilish people. In the family, in the church, the pastor's woke, the pastor's wife is woke, leaders in the church are woke, demon-possessed and controlled and dominated by the devil. Because their aim is to rape the minds of young people by using such tools as homosexuality, so-called homosexual marriage, transgenderism, drag queens. There's a young, well, a Christian man. You've seen him in Christian movies. And I'm, I'm beginning to believe that this family, they're, they're real Christians. Uh, Candace Burr, uh, her brother, that's, that's who's out there trying to, he's, he's trying to have a library reading with the children for his Christian book. They won't let him do it, but they'll let some monstrous drag queen read to a bunch of children their devilish books. 
They use drag queens. They use money and material things, houses and lands and cars and so forth, to pull them in. Things to decimate the normal, healthy relationships between parents and their children. There's a whole lot of brainwashing going on, and now it has, it has already started in preschool, kindergarten. They have curriculum already done up for children, talking about anal sex, talking about oral sex. They are going for the juggler vein, starting with your children. This is why I am telling you, you need to take your children out of the public school system if you love your child. And children are coming home. They were a boy when they went out the door that morning and they came back as a girl and vice versa. Big old muscular boys are playing basketball and track and everything else with the girls. You don't see... You don't see too much of that the other way. You don't see too many women playing on the boys' team. They're trying to do that too. And I, I think it's just wickedness and silliness for big old football players to have a female coach. A female basketball coach. I think it's foolishness and silliness to have officials, female officials, uh, at, at NFL games, NBA games. That's where the world is going. And in case, my friends, you have not noticed, they are starting with little children in preschool. So if you cannot support and reinforce what I have taught my wonderful children, my seven children, by myself, based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, which has made them extremely successful and blessed in life and accomplished and an asset to the kingdom of God and who have helped me personally in the ministry, please leave my children alone and stop pushing them to bring you to my house unannounced without calling first because I, I don't even know some of you. I know my children. They can come anytime, but yeah, you... You're doing that because you want to start something. It's disrespectful. God has blessed me to raise my seven children by myself for the glory of God. And yesterday, I'm yes, uh, just yesterday, I celebrated my. 43rd spiritual birthday, my 43rd preaching anniversary, and yes, my 35, 35 years of 
uh, anniversary, 35 year anniversary of being married, all on the same day. And so my wife, your uh, family member, your daughter, your niece has been married more longer than all of you. And yet you want to try to start some foolishness, some woke foolishness with my children uh, when all they did was try to reach out to you and to connect with family and not have to connect with lost church members and so-called mentors who uh, cannot love them uh, uh, more than family. Should be able to, but they cannot because they're woke too. And so with that said, uh, as and as I said yesterday, I have nothing to do with the coinciding of the coinciding of where we are in the scriptures and where we are in this article. And again, I'm sharing it with you this way because I want you to understand that this is real. As Dr. Ed Young has said, many people do not think this is real, but it's real. It's a demonic spirit from hell like we've never seen before. And it is one of the designs is to destroy families and to split families up. And then the ultimate end is to see people dead from it. Wokeism has killed people. Wokeism is killing people, and wokeism is killing, will kill more people as time goes on. Because wokeism is nothingism, or nothingism, as well as deceptionism. From that deception, you get to the point where you're depressed, you're sad, you're defeated, you're disgusted, you're tired, you're frustrated. And then comes in nihilism where you feel nothingness. You, you, you feel like nothing matters. And after that comes death. Oftentimes suicide. Suicide has increased since wokeism started. And so, dear friends, let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray... In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you deliver my extended family members from the snare of the devil. Deliver my children from the snare that they are trying to plant in their lives and trying to turn them from your holy word and get them caught up in foolishness such as feminism, the destruction of the patriarchy, uh, Black Lives Matter, getting them all caught up about being black and black only and there's no place for white people or anybody else, even to the point of uh, talking about your people. And so, Lord God in heaven, I pray that you'll protect my children from this satanic, demonic spirit. I pray that my uh, extended family members will go back where they came from and go their way. 
I pray that you will surround my children that I raise by myself based upon your holy word. With your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And uh, give us all sweet victory over the demonic spirit of deceptionism, over the, uh, the demonic spirit of wokeism and the devil. And give us a sweet victory, not only tonight, but every day. Save that soul that is near as hell. Revive those who are truly saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins, you need to get to know him. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, here's how you can become a Christian, a follower of Christ. First, understand that you are a sinner, that you have sinned against God, you have broken the Ten Commandments of God, by lying, by stealing, by uh, coveting and lusting after people and things, by dishonoring and disrespecting and disobeying your parents, by dishonoring God, by taking his name in vain and lying on God to cover your own sins. You are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. And even Joel Osteen is a sinner. We all have sinned against God. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. We do not die because of a disease or a car crash. We die because of our sins. And what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, turning and hanging on nothing but his word and his power, which ought to make you fear God and respect God and be in awe of God, and then understand that if you do not believe in his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who he sent to die on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God, uh, you will go to hell and suffer torment forever. And hell is a real place too. For Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. 
So hell, the burning hell, is a real place. And I'm only telling you what he has said. But do understand, Jesus Christ did not die in vain. He died for a reason. He died because and was buried and rose from the dead for your sins and mine because hell is the only other place you can go if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did when he came here. He, he knows that because sin will not be tolerated by God and Jesus Christ. Therefore, you can't go to heaven, so you must go to hell with the devil and his angels. God did not create hell for us. He created hell for the devil and his angels. However, if you act like the devil, look like the devil, talk like the devil, and uh, reject Jesus Christ, then... Uh, you're going to hell with the devil. Jesus Christ did not die in vain. He didn't do all of that for nothing. And so, dear friend, listen to the words of Jesus Christ, the most important words in the history of the world to mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. The Bible also says, as you believe in your heart, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So take this very seriously. Do not pray this prayer unless you are sincere. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments and that I deserve to go to hell to burn and to be tormented forever. For Jesus Christ's sake, your Holy Son, please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change. 
and uh, help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, if you prayed that prayer in sincerity and you believed in your heart in sincerity in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead, then according to the Bible, God's word, you are now saved. According to the Word of God, you're now saved. And so congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. For you are now saved from hell and saved to heaven by the grace and mercy of God, not by anything that you have done, but by His mercy and grace. To help you grow in the faith, please go to Gospel Light society.com and click on the book, the free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door and read that book and it will give you the next steps that you need to take as a new born-again Christian that will help you to grow and become the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Now remember, it is a growing process, but you will notice some changes in your life. When Jesus enter, enters into a person's life, changes uh, will be made. God will help you to be what he wants you to be. Also, down at the bottom of the site, pardon me, <clears throat> you will see some podcasts populating down there, and that section will lead you to thousands of other podcasts on theological and biblical subjects that will help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. And also, uh, if you have a prayer request, a prayer request, please e uh, email that in to us and We'll be glad to pray for you until you tell us to stop. God bless you, dear friends. And at this time, we're going to shift over to a new service, uh, another service that we call the Standing Between the Living and the Dead service. As you follow us and uh, continue to uh, come back to hear the preaching and so forth, uh, you will uh, hear more about this service. It, it is a very important service. It is a devotional service. So with that, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, 
and to the standing between the living and the dead, proud devotional memorial family and evangelistic service, my dear friend, 